You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, hit it! Hey, everybody, and uh, welcome to Dave's Corner Garage, another great episode of a story that'll never end. <laughs> I love it. I love our new music, too. It really rocks, eh? Yeah. I, isn't it good? Yeah. It is. Very I, good. I just miss Maya. You know, I'm a mechanic and fix your car. She was on for five years. She's almost 13 now. Well, she's your granddaughter, right? I know, yeah. Well, you can listen to her as often as you like. I'm just spending her contingencies. Anyways, uh, we have a great show lined up for you, a really great show. Uh, you know, to my kids, I always say, Bob's your uncle, and that's the truth because Bob is here. Good morning. Bob Redinger's here from, uh, actually, today you're TADA. TADA and the Auto Show. Right. You're the president of the Auto Show. Yes. Uh, for the last few weeks, you've had all these people on, like Dave McLean. Yes. Now We've you've only got- had Dave McLean. Now you've got the real president here. <laughs> We're going to have some fun. Uh, we're going to be giving away tickets for the auto show. We're going to send you to davescornergarage.com. There's an entry form there, so if you want to get into all that, uh, there's a draw coming up for... Uh, we've got a ton of tickets, so just you know, just enter. You're more than likely going to win. An- and Bob's a wealth of knowledge when it comes about things at the car, at the auto show. He's going to tell us all about the different exhibits and different cars and different people and different companies yep. and how come there's no any girls in bathing suits anymore. We'll talk about that. <laughs> okay, last night I was on the phone with London, England, uh, the folks there at Infinity hooked me up with the factory, and we're going to be talking to Kyle Brazemore. Kyle is a rep from the uh, factory. They've actually producing now in uh, Nashville. That's where the Infinity factory is. And they have designed a new style of engine, which was introduced last year at the Paris show. And we're going to see that engine over here in uh, the Toronto show at the Q50 car. Is it Q50? QX50. QX50. So it's a real rock and roll thing. It is called a variable compression engine. The idea being that it has... Oh, 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 no, 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 don't tell everybody. Wait for him. Oh, I can't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) My mother here said I can't tell you. All righty. So stay tuned. We've got a quick uh, commercial break, and we come back. It's going to be Dave's Corner Garage all over again. There you go. You got a car care question? Give us a call right now. We'll be right back. I like that music. Yeah. Okay, welcome back. The garage door is wide open, and we're going to be talking to Bob. Uh, Bob's my brother, obviously. Um, I'm actually look younger, but I am older. (laughs) (laughs) Bob, the auto show has got some real features coming up. Yeah, it's uh, amazing this year. We've got always new features, and one of the great ones, we're going to have the world's fastest production car. 
It's the uh, Koenigsegg Ajera RS. Bless wow. you. What a name. Thank the you. The Koenigsegg. <laughs> and uh, we're actually on media day. We're going to have the president of the company. His name is Christian von Koenigsegg. Wow. And believe it or not, even though it's a German name, he's yeah. Swedish. Oh, really? Sounds like royalty. Now, can we take Probably it for a test drive? Yeah. Unfortunately, no. Can't go no. down Richmond Street? or Unfortunately, no. Now, this thing is a couple of million dollars, right? Oh, at least. Yeah. At and least. I see all that on um, Top Gear, and they show the Koenigsegg, blah, 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 blah. But blah, blah. is that just uh, like something you take to the Bonneville Salt Flats, just go in a straight line? or That's is exactly it... what he did. Okay. I, they had to do a number of different runs. I think it won like six or seven different speed records. So how wow. fast did it actually go? Uh, over 300 kilometers an hour for that type of car. Can you imagine being pulled over and the cop goes, just give me your license. <laughs> Have a nice day. Where, where's the fire? Yeah, where's, where's the fire? The fire? <laughs> 70th anniversary for Porsche. It's the 70th anniversary, and they're yeah. going to be celebrating it at the show. They've got a number of different vehicles they're bringing, like a 356. And it's going to be exciting. They have uh, all sorts of technical stuff they're going to set up. But we also have the 50th anniversary of Hot Wheels. Oh, wow. Really? I think everybody had Hot Wheels when they were a kid. I, yeah. I think I just missed that myself. It, but yeah. they were kind of neat. They were kind of neat. We I had think. slot cars, but I don't remember the Hot Wheels. No, no, no. And those <laughs> ones from England. What were they called? Those little cast Eldon. Eldon. Okay. Yes, that's right. So Hot Wheels, they're going to set up a couple of tracks. Right. And uh, people are going to be able to uh, race cars there uh, on oh, the like, track. Like slot cars? Uh, no, these cars just roll and do oh, loop okay, loops okay, okay. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to have that. And they're also going to have a real car. That is a hot wheel that was made into a real car. Wow. A Darth Vader car. Mm -hmm. I saw, uh, I forgot the guy's name now, but they actually did a track where in California they race real, real cars to try and do the loop. Mm -hmm. And they actually succeeded at it. They, they would run it up, and they ran the singer at enough speed or through the loop and bend the other Yeah, they're going to go fast or else it's going to fall. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, so, yeah. And we also have a gaming zone. Like uh, The bit hottest thing right now, even Formula One race car drivers are getting into this. Mm -hmm. Fernando Alonso just announced that he bought a team, yeah. and it's actually young people that race like video gaming. Right. And there's a huge following. People basically uh, go to see these people. It's it's amazing how it's gaining traction. So you watch someone else play a video game? That's it. And you really? And uh, these guys have teams. And so uh, they're actually going to have a room set up. And they, this is something new that's coming to the show this year. Yeah. And they think it'll have a big following. They're actually talking about taking the drivers out of the cars. I mean, drivers are reaching the limits of G-forces that they can't accept. Mm -hmm. So take the drivers out of the cars and remote control them. That'd so, be interesting. Autonomous so, Formula One. Yeah, autonomous. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that's what they're talking about. In future, these vehicles are so fast that humans can't actually, like, like those um, planes that fly in the air on remote control. Yes, right. Right? Predators, right, right. whatever they are called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they also have, uh, this year, we always have like art in the automobile. Mm -hmm. So we've got these amazing cars owned by different people all over the world. And so this year, we have an added feature where we're look, featuring the mascots yes. that are on these cars. Should explain what a mascot is. So a mascot, yeah, you don't have those on many new cars no. nowadays. Basically, in the front of the hood, in the middle, it's an ornament that sticks up. And uh, I actually put one on my car, and people make fun of it. Uh -huh. But, uh, but what, what is it a picture? Was it like a little pig? or what Well, is it? the one I have today is like it's the logo of my car. Oh, okay, okay. Right? But because it's not original, people say, what's that thing sticking there doing? But uh, the ones they have, like, they're all different. So, for example, Rolls-Royce had like a winged goddess. It was, right. She's called the, uh, I guess, the ecstasy, winged ecstasy. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. the winged ecstasy. And then uh, Cadillac had one, which was called the goddess of speed, I believe. Yeah. So the, each brand had one. Chrysler well, now had a initially, gazelle. 
backing up though, but they had functionality. At one point, they were the rad cap, right? Definitely. And thermostat. They would tell you how hot the, mo- the water was. Yep. Some of the ones, there was a company called Motometer that yes. had a thermostat built into one. Yeah. yeah right. But, so it was the cap of the rad. So that was right at the front of the car. But on, they, they started making them fancy. Yeah. Alan, and it, yeah. on my truck, I actually welded a wrench in there. My, <laughs> mine was a wrench. But of course, it was an 11. Because, <laughs> I have to explain you Hondas are either 10s, 12s, 14s, 17s, or 19 Metric. millimeters. So Metric. you never use the 11 millimeter you wrench. Used, we used to swap them with Volkswagen guys because you're 11s, 13s, and 15s. <laughs> so mine had an 11 wrench on mine. <laughs> well, and, they ha- and you know, at the end of the day, they made them stop putting those on cars because they were impaling pedestrians. Yes. And, you know, the other thing was they redesigned the hoods now. If you get hit a pedestrian, the hood's actually designed to collapse. Yeah, that's or, correct. Or, yeah. So that the car takes the impact. In those days, no. Uh, you'd probably have the imprint of the uh, ornament on your body. Exactly. You'd be impaled <laughs> well, by one. Can in you the imagine? fall, when I was riding bikes, you see all these dead deer on the highway? Yeah. Well, they all had branded, like, Mac, <laughs> GMC. Peterbilt. <laughs> you know, there's a law now that if you hit actually a deer, you can't pick it up and eat it, but the guy behind you can. Why? I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> well, we also have uh, modern stuff like electric cars. So we actually have in the North Building and the South Building a track you can drive electric cars at. Okay, hold that thought. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills, and we're going to be back with Bob. And by the way, if you want to call in, the lines are open. We'll, we'll take your calls. And uh, Alan, take some. <laughs> That's it. Call us right now. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. Oh, yeah. We're giving tickets away for the auto show. So if you're calling in, we'll help you out. You get some tickets. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, we're back. My name's Dave Redinger. I'm your host. Uh, I'm the only non-Redinger in the studio today. No, and so Sebastian's <laughs> Alan's <laughs> here. Bob Redinger, who is the now president of the Auto Show, but is the past president of the TADA, Trillium Auto, right? Yeah, Trillium Auto Dealers Association. That's and, a mouthful. And Sebastian's behind Why don't we board. just say, ta-da. Yes, or TADA. Ta-da. Do, they, do they actually say ta-da? Uh, we say TADA, but a lot of people say ta-da. ta-da. Yeah, you know, the Auto Show started, what, 74? 74. It's the 45th year this year. Wow. You know how fast it goes. Man, really? it's already I, February. I shouldn't say <laughs> this, but I still remember the first one. Me too. Really? Yeah. 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 We used to sell cars there. That's, di- that's exactly what the show was. Just a bunch of cars and car dealers and the manufacturers. And we tried to get excitement and electricity in the air. Do you know Speaking who I met? Speaking of electricity. Wait, wait, just before that was a segue. Come on, come on. Okay, one second. I'm professional. <laughs> <laughs> I actually met DeLorean there. Oh, really? He huh? introduced the DeLorean in, uh, like, he, it was 80, 79, I think. They tried to he sell sh- you some cocaine, too? No, they wanted to sell you a dealership. <laughs> oh, okay. A dealership in 79 was $25,000 to become a DeLorean wow. dealer. So they'd sell you a tool package. Yep. Right? And then you'd start ordering cars. You and didn't. a lot of GM dealers were there or stepping up. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did But it's amazing how the show's evolved over the years. In which way? Well, now it's got so much more to it than just cars for sale. Right. Years ago, it pretty much was just a big showroom. Eh? That's I all mean, it was. Different, sh- different car and it companies was at the had there. Yeah, at the International Center. Yeah. But it's changed tremendously. I mean, now you have so many different displays. It's not just about the cars, but we talk about the car industry. Uh, one of the things that we see in the, on the service end of it, I'm sure at, at, uh, at Ready Honda, your dealership, you see it as well. There's, there's not a lot of young people who want to come into the trade, and we have to try to get more people that's to, very true. To, to, to do that. In fact, at the car show, uh, Georgia College, you said? Georgia College and also... Uh, Centennial? T- Centennial. And TADA has a booth. Mm-hmm. And they have a website called carsandjobs.com. 
And uh, it's there basically for anybody who wants to enter the industry or those that are in the industry that want to move on to another position. Mm -hmm. So people can put their resume and upload it so employers can find it and employers post jobs. And uh, it works uh, dramatically well. In fact, uh, it's now, it, it was created by TADA. Mm-hmm. The national organization, CADA, has adopted it. So now it's going across Canada. Very good. And shortly it'll go to the U.S. Well, great. I mean, you know, for those people who are just finishing high school, perhaps, and haven't kind of figured what way they want to go, have a look at it, because the, the automotive industry is pretty exciting. People don't realize that automotive industry is really a career. It's not a job. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, we've been trying hard to get that message through to people. It's funny because it's uh, once you're in it, it's like drugs. You can't get out of it. It's yeah. like once you start going racing or you're a horse racing, whatever. But here you're actually making money at it because you're whatever you're a mechanic or a salesperson or whatever. It, it it's a place where you can make a career and a life. I mean, yeah, it's called put a gasoline in your blood. Yes, exactly. It's absolutely <laughs> correct. You know what? Speaking of that, let's take some calls. Uh, we have uh, Bob from St. Catharines on the phone with an Equinox. Bob, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Fine, thank you. Good. Tell us about your car. Yeah, this past week, when I come to a stoplight, instead of the RPM going down, it's staying up around 1,700 RPM. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the next light, it'll go down. But it's a little scary, when, especially in the deep snow we had on Monday. Is it high mileage in this vehicle? No, I've only got about 35,000 kilometers. How old is it? 2014. Oh, okay. Silly question. You talked about the snow. Um, you have two sets of floor mats in that car? Uh, no, I haven't. Just a, not the uh, those fancy ones. Well, no, you don't have the big rubber ones, eh? No. Okay, because the first oh. thing I would have thought would be maybe the gas pedal is actually sticking. I mean, we've had lots of problems with mm. those over the past. Any lights on the dash, for instance, like that orange light with the motor on it? No, that doesn't come on. No codes there either? No. Okay. So what we're going to have to do is they're going to have to hook on a, a computer and actually drive the car and see what what's the engine is seeing when this occurs. So you'll have to take it in and ask them to do a road test. And we call that it's um, a snapshot. A snapshot? Yeah, it's called a snapshot. The machine is set up that when this happens, it takes a picture of all the parameters that are running the motor. Okay. All right? And that's how they tell you. It could be something as simple as, as a dirty intake where the, where the valve is not actually closing, the throttle valve is not closing, yeah, and, okay. and it's hanging up. It could be an electrical problem like the... the, the the meter on the side of this throttle body, which is called a TPS, could have a crack in it. Actually, the, the, these cars are very, very famous for having issues with the throttle itself because your car is a drive-by wire, okay? Remember in the old days, you actually had linkage that yeah, went from the... Yeah, down. That's yes. right. Well, you yeah. don't have that mechanical connection anymore. Okay. It, it's all done electronically. So what does happen sometimes is the it wears out after a period of time. It's just like uh, the volume controller. Remember the old days on your television where you used to turn the thing and it would get all scratchy and stuff? Uh, yeah. There you go. So it can be, have the same issue on the, on the floor. Um, so those are things that usually will set a code. So they, they can yeah. look for that. They'll plug in a scan tool, and it shouldn't cost you a whole lot of money. Or you can go to Home Depot and buy a hammer. Yeah. And when this happens, <laughs> go out and whack the thing. <laughs> but you have to know where. <laughs> That's the ninety dollars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks, Bob. Thanks very much for your help. Have You're a great well morning. Good and, luck with it. And go to our website, davescornergarage.com. Enter, and you will get you a set of tickets. All righty, uh, we can take a quick break, Alan. Yeah, and after the break, we're going to talk about. They have electric cars there too, eh? Yes. Shocking. Right. And That's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. 
<laughs> All righty. It's Dave's Corner Garage, you know, coming to you live, semi-live with us. Um, Alan's going to be talking to uh, Bob about electric cars, but I want to ask a question. Yes. Self-driving cars, are going to be there? Yeah, Ford is going to have one on display. They have a big initiative. I just came back from the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Ford announced that uh, their vision of the future is a combination of self-driving cars and people and bikes in a city. So very quickly, you uh, order groceries and Alan orders his dry cleaning. The grocer will get the order together, order a car, put the stuff inside. Uh, Alan will order his dry cleaning. It'll stop on the way and it'll put that in. And then you both live side by side in the same building and you go pick up your stuff from the car. Okay, I got three things for you. Number one, they're bringing out the marijuana law so you can get high as a, as a kite. Yes. If you're, drive, if you're in a self-driving car and you're high as a kite, can you get charged with impaired driving? I guess uh, <laughs> if you take over the steering wheel, yes. Well, yes. yeah, 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 but a fully autonomous car is not going to have a steering wheel. Well, I'm just asking because, you know. <laughs> However, your question's still a good one yeah. in today's world. And mm-hmm. I think at the auto show we're going to have actually a speaker come to talk about that. Exactly that topic about cannabis and driving. Cannabis or whatever. You know what? I prefer nitrous oxide. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it's Tommy Chong that's coming, actually. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm thinking, you know, even nitrous oxide. You're in a dentist's office. You're flying all over the place. Right. And in five minutes, you walk out, you're sober. That blew me away. That blew me away. that's true. I remember because you're so... Wasted, man. <laughs> and you think, I'm going to have to sleep two days to... to <laughs> so, I've been, so I've been told, okay? And the next thing, and ten minutes later, you're going, whoa, I'm, I'm back down. You, how did that happen? You have to do what I do. Get the needle instead of the gas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the nurse says to me, you don't know, David, I never take this night to talk site. I says, it's fantastic. Stay after work. Pump it up and charge them over time. <laughs> uh, you can get hung over, though. Can you? You can get a hangover. <laughs> I love it. All right, speaking of electric cars. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, not just autonomous, but there are electric, like we have hybrid, but there are fully battery-operated cars there as well. Yes, there are. So we have the Nissan Leaf. Which Nissan other ones? Leaf. There's the Chevy uh, Bolt the and Bolt, Volt. Yeah. The Honda Clarity. There's a number of different brands that have these cars. Clarity's, uh, I thought, a hydrogen car. No, the Cla- well, yes and no. Clarity is actually a line, like okay. you have Civic, Accord, now there's yeah, Clarity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're correct. And the, Cla- the first model that came out was this hydrogen car, but now Honda has expanded that to include a, a, a combination hybrid and electric. Amazing. And, yeah, and uh, actually all the dealerships now have installed electric rechargers, mm-hmm. and the government just came out last week with a program to try to get people to install them in their homes and in businesses, and they're offering rebates for that if yeah. you do it. In California, they're predicting by 2020 there'll be 250,000 of these electric chargers. Everybody's saying 2020, 2021. I think is I just saw in the automotive news that uh, Toyota just announced they just sold their one and a half millionth um, uh, Prius, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah, so people yeah, are buying out, them. They've been out, I guess, since 2000, so yeah, sure, it makes time, yeah. sense. So do you think that changed? Would they, you think the 2020, 2021, you're going to see a lot more electric vehicles? I think so. But uh, ultimately, I think, you know, from listening in the industry, hydrogen really is the answer. Okay. But in the short term, electric is going to be what comes out. Yeah. Well, hydrogen needs a heck more in the way of inf- infrastructure, though, eh? Correct. It's well, like propane. It's just tanks. That's it. And in Brampton, there is a facility that uh, they split it and create it. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, Dave, they can have tanks set up very quickly in different stations okay. to provide it. We used to have natural gas. That was yes. in and out. Then we had propane. And basically, it's just commercial Correct. vehicles. And uh, those guys that fix the roofs. <laughs> stupid trailers with the propane. And now, so it's not hard to just to put hydrogen in. No, 
And I think most of the manufacturers feel that's the way to go. But the governments across the Canada and the U.S. are mandating electric, so they're providing vehicles that meet that. So do you think that, that the actual gasoline-powered car will disappear? I don't think so. But, I mean, I did uh, learn a couple years ago about an initiative in California. Mm-hmm. There's a huge area of land just outside of LAX. Right. And they want to develop a test city where basically all the cars are electric and autonomous. Uh-huh. And uh, the vision they have is basically there'll be a limit, like let's say the city of Los Angeles proper, where you'll only be able to drive those cars. So if you have your fancy Ferrari or whatever, you'll have to drive it outside of the city limits. That makes sense. Well, I guess part of that is because of the smog they have there as well, eh? Absolutely. Yeah, there's more people living in uh, Southern California than lives in Canada. Correct. Yeah, so it's a major force on the market. Whatever they sort of say, that's what's going to happen. So people able to actually try these cars at the car show then, eh? Yes, there's two test tracks Set up, mm-hmm. one in the north building and one in the south, uh-huh. and they can actually drive a few of these cars. I, I you ever drive one? I have driven one. Mm-hmm. They're I, cool. Actually, is Tesla going to be there? Tesla is. Okay. Uh, they're going to have a display this year. Right. So actually, we're having forty makes, mm-hmm. and we represent all the makes that are on the market in Canada. And Tesla will be there with three vehicles. We're not sure which ones yet. That's interesting because he was usually not going to the show. No, Tesla, usually they like to uh, be outside of the show. Yeah, outside the box. But yeah. I think it's a, a change in their philosophy, and I think we're the test. Yeah. So it's the first time they're actually going to have a booth at our show, like a proper booth. Interesting. So it's, a, it's a Tesla. Let me a be, Tesla, let exactly. Let me have you put your dealer hat on. And how do electric cars hold up their value as they become used cars? Like you've got a five-year-old Leaf now. Right. I don't believe they do hold up because most people with that that type of purchase will lease it. Mm -hmm. They won't want to own it. And the residuals are much lower than, let's say, a standard vehicle of the same quality. So it means the payment is going to be higher. And so the overall purchase is going to be higher. Well, I think until we end up, you know, figuring out how to fix these batteries or rebuild them. I mean, you got, at this point right now, you've just got to toss it and buy a new one. That's and the, correct. And the cost is at least four or $5,000. Well, you told no, me about that car. No. no. I, I've heard that on the $100,000 Teslas, okay. currently it's $40,000 to replace a battery. Excuse me? So I'm sure somebody will come up with a way of, like you just said earlier, rebuilding it. Right. We'll see it at the flea market. <laughs> Get your kit to rebuild your <laughs> Tesla battery. Well, you were talking about that car for sixteen grand, that truck. Me? Yeah, the hybrid truck. You need a battery? Okay, we won't go there. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> I can I, make it up, but uh, <laughs> I generally don't like to do that. <laughs> okay, just before we go, I got an email from one of our listeners. That mm-hmm. does happen. And uh, he said to me, the easy way to tell the difference between a Hillary Clinton supporter and a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. He says, a Trump supporter signs the front of the check. A Hillary supporter signs the back. We'll be right back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. And on that note, Ellen. I don't get it. <laughs> give us a call. The number will be at the break. And we'll, we're going to take some phone calls right after this. Okay. It's davescornergarage.com. Go on the site, enter, and you could win a set of tickets for the auto show. In the studio, we have Dave Bobinell. Yeah, this sounds fine. It sounds like a Dave. Dave Bobinell. Okay. Like a band. Yeah, I was going to say, or BDL or something. All right, we're going to talk to Don. Thank you for holding on, Don. We apologize. Don and Allison is driving a Saturn, or is, or is it not driving? And that's the question. Oh, yes, it's driving quite well. Thank Those cars are out of this world. You eh? are so lucky, because my brother used to be a Saturn retailer. Re- retailer. We never referred to ourselves as dealers. We were retailers. Okay. Well, 
I've had this for six years. Mm-hmm. I bought it with 148,000 kilometers on it. Now I got 253,000 on it. Wow. And I did have to get some transmission work done, but right. it was on a warranty still. Warranty? I bought, yeah, I bought it used. And okay. They had a, a warranty on it, and I was able to, they covered it. Well, you're so lucky. That was good. All right, and so you now, got a question now? I'm sorry? The question now is? Oh, I'm getting, um, the question is, why don't they ever build them anymore? Because they are a great vehicle. It's got the Honda power plant in it. It does? So, yeah, it's an SUV. Have you, what, yours is an SUV? 2005. It's got the 3.5 yeah. Honda Yes, you're right. Our plan. Is, that, is that the view? Trend. No, it's a view. It's a, it's a, yeah, the, the model's a view. Yeah. Here's what happened. They made a deal with another car company to bring in a car called a Passport. Oh, yeah. Right? And they swapped them the motor for the car and sold it in the States as a Passport. I forgot the name of it. Isuzu. Isuzu, yes. It was an Isuzu. So, oh, yeah. So, so that's how that deal developed. And uh, you're lucky because at the time the the Saturn was way cheaper than the Honda was. <laughs> yeah, I bet you it was. So what's your, what was so your question? I get it crown coated every year mm-hmm. because there's metal inside the doors, even though it's got polymer yeah. sides on it. Right. And the only metal is the hood and the trunk. So, and with the crown rust proofing on it, I'm covered. So. Bob, why don't they build them anymore? There was uh, there's two answers to that. One is that there's a theory out there there was a conspiracy within GM <laughs> so that uh, Saturn was supposed to be pictured like an aircraft carrier and Saturn and that's GM mm-hmm. and Saturn is this little scout airplane that's spo- supposed to find the path and lead GM in the new direction. And uh, that was the motherhood that they sold the Saturn dealers. But the reality was the, the, the aircraft carrier controlled everything. So a lot of the GM dealers wanted to see it fail because they thought it would affect their business. So when the cutbacks came in 08, 09, you know, just before that, they, it was doomed to fail internally due to politics. And they didn't have supplies. I remember we couldn't get cars. Yes, that was also an issue. Again, part of that, part of that whole thing. Interesting, huh? Politics in the car business. Sadly. Right? Well, Don, you're still around? Yes, I am. And how, how's that been for you to get parts? Have you had any issues at this point? No problem at all. Oh, that's great. So where do you service I, it? At GM? I go to GM. I don't go to GM. I go to uh, parts, uh, what is it? Uh, parts one source? One of the parts places. Uh, yeah. And I pick up parts without any problem and... Well, they're supposed to supply parts for 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Right? After 10 years, it's your own. Well, he's already passed that. Well, wait, not by much, three years, right? Again, it's supply and demand, right? In the aftermarket, they'll keep supplying as long as people are buying. I think I already ran into a problem where we needed wiper arms, and they weren't available. And I ended up having to find a set in Ottawa, get them shipped to Toronto, paid more than they were new. Mm -hmm. Yep. Interesting stuff. The guy says, you want them? Because there's no other place to get them. Okay. (laughs) Thanks for your call, Don. Thank you. Have a great day. All righty. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to go to Nashville. Yeehaw. If you're looking for Elvis, that would be the place. 
Uh, Kyle Braysmore is calling to call in from ne- uh, Infinity. I keep saying Nissan, but it's, it's, it's actually Infinity. <laughs> it's the higher end. I, I want to talk about something unique, and it's coming to the show called a variable compression engine. We'll be right back. Dave's Corner Garage. Call to davescornergarage.com. Enter, and you could win a set of tickets, too. Or the car show. Yep, auto show. All righty. Obviously, we're back, and we're going down to Nashville, Tennessee. Where men are men and women are lonely. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, how are you? Hey, I'm great. Good morning to you, Dave. Good. This is Kyle Brazemore. He's with uh, Infinity, and uh, we're talking about. Um, well, you know, we might as well start house business. <laughs> uh, we're having a great year here in uh, in the Americas. Um, uh, last year, we ended up 11 uh, percent uh, overall uh, over 2016. Wow. So. Uh, a lot of our uh, model, a lot of our new models contributed to that. We had the all-new QX30, which is our entry level to the brand, and our Q60 Sports Coupe was all new. So that uh, added to our, our our sales growth last year. Now we ta- we talked last night, and we talked this morning. Variable compression engine, which is brand new to technology. Can you sort of walk us through us why we did this and and how it works? Uh, sure. So uh, all engines are basically compromises when it comes to. Be- between performance and economy, and uh, our all-new two-liter um, four-cylinder turbo engine has uh, variable compression ratio technology on it, and basically that simply means that uh, the engine can literally transform itself. And you know, basically, engines are like people; they don't change. But you know, this VC turbo actually does; it actually transforms itself, and it can have two different compression ratios on the fly depending on what the driver's needs and wants are. There's no buttons to push. There's nothing to do. Basically, just by the right foot of the accelerator pedal, uh, the car recognizes whether you're doing uh, leisurely driving, and it tries to get the most economy out of it with high compression. And then when you punch it and you want to go a little bit faster, um, it, it goes to low compression, and it gets the most performance out of the engine. So, uh, and the all-new uh, Infiniti QX50 uh, mid-size crossover that this engine is going to be installed in, uh, we are going to have, we expect to have the most uh, power and performance uh, with also the best fuel economy in the class. Now, do we, say, we were saying before that this engine is, is a bridge for you to go electric? Uh, certainly. So uh, we made the announcement a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago that uh, Infiniti is going all electric beginning in 2021. So basically what that means, Dave, is after 2021 that we will have our first fully electric vehicle, and then all new models after that uh, will be some form of electric power. Uh, we might have a, you know electric motor uh, powering the vehicle, but also a small gasoline uh, motor that's also uh, generating electricity to power the batteries, so you have the benefit of having a gasoline engine as well as an electric car, uh, so you you know reduces range anxiety and those kind of things. Uh, but that that'll be uh, 2021 and beyond. Uh, but right now we are looking at for the VC Turbo is the pretty much uh, the holy grail of getting the most efficiency out of an internal internal combustion engine. And this is something that our engineers have been working on for more than 20 years. And, and actually, all automakers have been working on this for many, many years. And we're very proud that our engineers were the first to bring it to market. So uh, basically, with the VC Turbo, uh, you are getting uh, V6 uh, type of performance out of a four-cylinder, as well as a four-cylinder or diesel type uh, of fuel economy. 
and we're looking at that engine is to uh, you know bridge us between uh, today and the electric uh, uh, power plants of the future. Go ahead, Al. Well, uh, you know, it's funny, because I had a Maxima years ago, and Nissan, and, which is the, I guess, the parent country of Infiniti, they're always famous, made, built the most solid V6 engines and uh, got great horsepower out of them and were reliable. So is the plan ultimately, and, and they've still continued with that same basic engine design, and they've won awards for many, many years. Um, so this is going to, in essence, replace the V6? Is that what you're saying? Eventually, all our cars will be some form of electric power. But, you know, again, it's all new vehicles after 2021. So uh, there are vehicles that are available today that will continue on after 2021. And, and there's a few exceptions to the rule of, say, for instance, say, you know, our full-size luxury SUV body-on-frame vehicle. Uh, that certainly will continue on with, you know, just internal internal combustion engine. Uh, but more often than not, uh, after 2021, our vehicles will either be electrically fully electric or have some sort of electric motor powering the vehicle so in other words in the next five years we're going to see a complete flip over in the car industry from internal combustion well, to go ahead sorry at least at least for infinity by 2025 we expect that at least half of the vehicles that we sell will be uh elect- have some sort of electric power I can see a backlash here. You know, they, people in rural areas are going to say, "I ain't going to buy that." I don't know. Right? It takes quite a while for the consumer to accept all this new technology. So, is that a problem with you selling cars? Well, it's uh, look. We're a performance brand. We're a driver's brand, and and we've always used electric support as some type of supercharger. Our, our hybrids that we have on the market today, uh, the Q50 and the Q70. Uh, we use the hybrid and electricity as a little bit of a somewhat of a supercharger. So our Q50 today has, you know, uh, Q50 hybrid has 360 horsepower. Again, uh, having the performance of a V8 with the fuel efficiency of, of a four-cylinder, and and that's why we, we've been using our electric technology. So I I think that um, you know we're going to continue to be a performance brand. We're going to be a driver's brand. Uh, we like to say that we empower the driver. And, um, you know, so the technology that we're looking toward in the future with our electric is is very much like what we have today. Kyle, so I don't think there should be any type of uh, consumer concern about it. From a driver's perspective now, question, um, how many horsepower is this engine? Uh, for the VC Turbo, yeah. it is, uh, it's uh, between, uh, it's right at 268 horsepower. And uh, there's, a, there's a quite a bit of torque on the engine, too. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the, the maximum torque on the engine is produced at uh, just over 1,600 RPM, and it stays max wow. all the way up until about uh, 4,800 RPM. So uh, I would argue that the uh, max torque, which, you know, I, I think that, you know, we all experience, we all talk about horsepower, but torque is really what gets you up and gets you going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'd argue that at that 1,600 uh, RPM, is that's just off acceleration. So uh, when you punch that uh, VC turbo engine, it uh, it's giving you maximum torque right off the line. That sounds exciting. You know, there it is. Yeah, yeah all, my old Beetle was a four cylinder and only did about forty eight horsepower. <laughs> Luxury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and one of the great things about the VC turbo engine is that it is is putting out max power from a very very small engine, and so that allows us uh, to package the vehicle that, that the engine's built around. It, it makes the engine, it makes the uh, the platform able for us to provide a lot more room in the in the interior. So you've got uh, the exterior of a, of a smaller uh, crossover, but the interior 
you know, bets on the larger uh, crossovers on the market. So uh, there's a lot of advantages to this engine. We're very, very excited to bring it to market and look forward to everybody looking, seeing it at the uh, Canadian uh, International Auto Show. Uh, All right, Kyle, thanks for joining us today. Have yourself a great weekend. Thank you guys so much. It's been a great talk. And if you get to the show in Toronto, come and say hello to us. I would love to. Okay, guys. All righty. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you so much for joining. A very interesting conversation. Kyle Brazemore is with Infinity, and he's down in uh, Nashville because that's where they build those suckers. Okay, we'll be right back. It's davescornergarage.com. All righty. We don't have much time left, so uh, Bob, do you want to talk about the motorcycles? You're in the motorcycle business. Yes, I'm in the motorcycle business. I'm one of the few uh, car dealers with the Honda store uh-huh. that also has a motorcycle business separate. Actually, it's just you and one other guy for the whole city. Pretty well. Right. So uh, I'm the only one in Ontario to have all four Japanese brands together in one spot. It's mm-hmm. a blatant commercial. Yeah, plus KTM. <laughs> but the motorcycle industry is really interesting. The, yeah. Like I look at, for example, parts. Uh-huh. In the car industry, most people don't buy parts over the counter. They, they bring their cars in to get fixed. Yes. Right. In the motorcycle industry, it's the opposite. That Most people buy their parts and do their own repairs. So there, are, so so it leads itself more to on hands, you know, kind of people who DIYs. buy the motorcycles in the first Absolutely place. Absolutely correct. DIY. Mm-hmm. That's because the motorcycle is personal. Yes. Right. It's like riding a, an iron horse. Now the motorcycle show is coming uh, February the sixteenth to the eighteenth, and you got a couple of tickets to give away. Yes. So if they go to your dealership, they can get those tickets. Absolutely. Alrighty. So um, where's your dealership? It's in Mississauga. I know where it was, anyways. I was just asking. The website's uh, readypowersports.com. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, we have, like I say, all uh, five brands. Which are they? They're Honda, Honda, y- Suzuki, Yamaha. Uh, sorry, uh, Kawasaki, Kawasaki yes. yeah, <laughs> and KTM. What's KTM? It's an Austrian brand. It's considered like That's the, not Japanese. No, it's not, but it's considered like the Rolls-Royce of off-road, and yes. they have a street line as well. Oh, okay. So, they named the street KTM. Correct. Yeah, so the other thing was that we were talking about Harleys and the fact that the, the demographic for that has changed so dramatically. Yeah, very much so. Like uh, You're finding in the motorcycle industry there's basically two groups of riders, mm-hmm. it's, uh, 18 to 24, Right. And then 49 and up. And the reason why, once they turn 24, they usually get involved and married, and the wife says, no. Kids. Oh, those are the guys driving those crotch rockets on the 401, and they get killed. So that's why there's all <laughs> of a sudden, that, we don't have anybody. My doctor, my doctor calls them, them. Or arrested. <laughs> they call them organ donors. Organ donors, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that middle age, uh, they basically stop riding, and then when they're 49 plus, they start again. Mm-hmm. Either they're divorced, or the wife says, it's okay, the kids have grown up. Mm-hmm. But uh, oddly enough, when you hear about accidents that you mentioned, right. your initial thought is it's the younger group. The reality is it's the older group Why that get that? into more accidents. Because they've been off the bikes for so long, their uh-huh. reflexes aren't as good, and they're more prone to getting into accidents. And they're hit by younger people who are on their phone <laughs> instead yes. of paying attention. You know, or hitting them as they're crossing the street <laughs> not looking. We're on the thruway in, in uh, driving home from New York. And a bunch of bikers, right? And, mm-hmm. and they're like, your demographic, you're saying it. And we all pull over at the gas station, and they get up, and, and the women in the back, the squeezes, she goes, Oi, my back is killing me! <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't you get a car? <laughs> this is the last time I'm coming on it. <laughs> I guess he, they don't have that intercom on their helmets, eh? <laughs> I think it shuts it up. Exactly. Well, the ones on the Hondas are usually sleeping in the back. Yes, that's correct. They're so comfortable. <laughs> Heated seats. And everything. <laughs> so the motorcycle show is in Toronto on February the sixteenth at the Enercare Center at the exhibition place. That's the gas, the gas. What's it called? Energy Center. 
So it's now it's called the Enercare yes, Center. Yes, right? that's correct. Exhibition right. grounds. Yeah, and then they have it. Used to, they had it in the auto show building. Right? They used to have it, but the timing now is the same as uh, the auto yeah. show. Yeah. It overlaps the first weekend, so yeah. they had to move the location. I love it. And our people will be there. Okay, so the auto show uh, the sixteenth of February to the twenty fifth. Right now, w- those of us in the industry, mm-hmm. we have what's called a VIP night, which yes. is coming up the night before. I think it is. correct. That's fantastic because you meet all these friends you haven't seen for a long, long time. Yes. Or avoid the people that you don't want to see for a long, long time. And the wives come, and it's really great. And you have to understand in the car industry, there's only a certain group of people that are really in it for a long, long time. Correct. There's people that come in and go out and and out. It's kind of like organized sports, right? You meet people on the way up, on the way down. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like in radio. If you're on the way down, they don't hire you. (laughs) In the car industry, there's always a spot. I love it. Okay. So it's the big excitement, and it's going to be, I guess, cold. It's usually so cold. Yes, it is. Right. But uh, that's why you have to come down and stay warm and st- come to the you show. Know, and the other thing is, in the in the car industry, the auto show is traditionally the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Correct. After the show is over, business sort of starts to kick in. And I'm listening to him, what the guy in the States said there, that they're having a great year. Mm-hmm. And they are. I mean, how many cars can you actually sell? I mean, the Well, the market last year, like normally the market's a million and a half cars in Canada. Yeah. And it's grown a little bit here or there. Last year it was over 2 million cars. It was a record year. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, because they're talking about in the future where, where car ownership may not be the way that people are going to go. No, that's true. It might be fractional, uh-huh. like a timeshare. Is that right? Yeah, there's talk of that. Interesting. And you know, also- like, you, like you gave your, your, your kid your, your car to drive to Florida. I, gave going, my, I don't need one. I'll I just know we're going, but I gave my kid my brand new car. It had 1,500 kilometers on it, and I said, take this car and drive to Florida. I don't want you going in your clunker. So two hours in, the kids threw up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so Should have known. Arrived, his, his nickname is Bobby Barfsalot. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the, the Barfmobile. <laughs> but he had a detail before I got it back. Well, Anyways, that's good. have a great weekend, Bob. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure, and thank Re- you. Ready Honda, 905-896-3500 if you need and, help. And ReadyHonda.com. And Ready Honda. You still have Judy there? Yes. When I was down there, she must be there 100 years already. Not quite. Uh, 42. <laughs> 42 years. Hi, Judy. And uh, Alan, thank you. Thank you, Dave. And thanks to all our callers in and listeners. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. 